Welcome to The Rose Show. This is a brand new podcast where we're going to be going into everything sport, performance, the gold and the glory, and obviously talk a bit about rowing. I'm your host, Lawrence Britton, Olympic silver medalist and part of the South African rowing team. South Africa. My it brings home. people together, it breaks Olympics. down barriers. Yeah, right. My passion Winning. to be the best. Being the best is something we strive for. It's a role South Africa. Passion. Great. Passion to perfection. Gold. The ultimate gold. Glory is training. Pain. Pain. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of The Row Show. In this episode, we're going to cover what the podcast is going to be about, how it's going to run, as well as give you some insight into my life and why I love rowing. I'm your host, Lawrence Britton. I've been rowing for 15 years and have represented South Africa every year since 2008, earning 75 caps in the green and gold, and last just stood on the podium in the, at the Rio Olympics and received a silver medal. To help me today, I have an awesome friend and teammate, Jake Green. This year, we're racing in the men's heavyweight forward together, and Jake is bringing his experience and power to the stroke seat. Jake raced to fourth place last year at the Rio Olympics, also in the men's four. And uh, to see what Jake has been up to, go and read his epic blog, Brave to Row. He doesn't only have skills as a rower, but he can also lay it down with a pen and paper. That's Brave to Row, Brave and the number two row.com. Welcome, Jake. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's good to be here. Um, excited to help you out with uh, this episode. Yeah, so we're going to hear Jake's story a little later in a later episode. I'm sure we'll go into yeah, no, great sure. depth. Yeah. Um, but today we're just going to hear a little bit about me, a bit about my story, and uh, we're going to take take you through my journey, through my ups and my downs, and my rocky road to the Olympic Games. Now everyone watches the Olympics, and it's easy to appreciate the level of skill of any athlete competing at the games. But there, but it's hard to understand the journey each athlete has taken to get there just by watching their final performance. And today we're going to look at the behind the scenes stuff and try and understand the years of work and dedication the glory and the hardships an athlete has to endure to have the chance at standing on the greatest sporting stage in the world. Yeah, so like Lauren said, um, it's difficult to really understand the journey that every athlete's taken. And, uh, every journey has its beginnings and uh, Lauren started somewhere. So why don't you tell us uh, why rowing and uh, how it started you on this path? Well, uh, rowing for me it sort of was uh, it's just part of my family. My entire family has their South African colours for rowing. My dad raced for South Africa in the 90s. My mom is our Olympic team doctor. And all three of my brothers have earned their green and gold rowing for South Africa. So it really was just a part of my family right from the beginning. I love the raw competition about rowing, and there's nothing more brutal than a race. And there's no feeling on the planet that can compare to winning. No matter the race, the importance, or the stakes on the line, crossing the finish line first always makes you feel on top of the world. Mm. But I actually fell in love with rowing... Uh, for a different reason. On my first ever rowing camp back in 2003, before I'd even been onto the water, my first coach, Jared, explained to me that the best part of rowing was not winning, but was listening to the boat sing to you. And he continued to explain that um, when, uh, when you get the crew perfectly together and you just start to sink in and you're just cruising along on, the really, on really good water, you can hear the bubbles running under the, the hull of the boat. And that's really... Just that's hearing the boat sing to you, and that's really is something quite special. Now, as a bunch of complete novices, we'd never even been on the water and we couldn't get the boat to any sort of speed together. We're just making a hell of a lot of noise. You could never hear the boat moving through the water like that. So, that first year, the best we could do was just crank the boat out for like 10 of our best strokes and then 
strike and hold the blades up of the water, hoping the boat to balance and then get a few glimpses of the, the sound the boat made underneath you. But so, and then, so that was the best we could do then. But as we got better and stronger and bigger, we managed to, to push the boat along easier and we could hear it a bit more often. And now when you cruise around in our four, can hear it nearly every stroke. And it really is something awesome that I love about rowing. And I'm sure if you ask any other rower, that's something that is very unique to our sport. Yeah, that's uh, that's really insightful to hear. And uh, so obviously, you know, every rower starts somewhere. But, um, you know, Lawrence won a silver medal at the Olympic Games last year. And that wasn't the first part of success. You know, as the journey goes along, in every success, you know, carries you forward. And, um, you know, juniors is always quite difficult. Uh, South African crews usually battle a little bit at juniors, but we really start coming to our own when we come to the, uh, get it, as we get a bit older, you know, approach the sort of uh, senior level rowing. And Lawrence really, you started finding success on under 23 level. I know you didn't do so well at juniors, but, you know, you know what's, how, how, how did that happen? And, and explain to us a bit about, you know, your under 23's experience and winning a gold medal. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a good school career. I really enjoyed it. I, I think I just enjoyed the sport a lot. I had a good group of mates, and I went to juniors. But, yeah, nothing, nothing spectacular. I knew when I left school that there was lots more to come. I went. Uh, I started university ready to, to attack the under-23s. First year, we finished seventh. A little bit disappointed with the B final. But then in my second year, two, 2010, I rode in the pair with uh, John Smith, who we'll hear plenty about later, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, <laughs> And uh, we we rode in the pair at the Belarus Under-23 World Champs, and we actually won South Africa's first ever rowing championship gold yeah. medal. So I think that was the first step for me to, to just show me that our, our system works and the training works and we can be the best in the world from South Africa. And it really was a awesome moment for me. And standing on the podium, singing our anthem, knowing that for that moment you're the best in the world, that's yeah. something is got to be the best feeling in the world. So just more on that race... I know you guys, you said that you came seventh the first time you went to under-23s, and then you went and won gold the following year. Obviously, that's a massive jump. And uh, could you talk a little bit more about how um, you managed to turn that table around and go from, you know, B finalist to the top of the A final? Um, yeah, tell yeah, us a bit so, about that. Well, in, so in, 20, in 20, 2009, my first year, we, we raced uh, in the pair, I raced the pair with Marie Chandler. He was a massive guy and much older than me, and I, I think I was still a young buck. I didn't know that that much about rowing at the at the, the at a higher level yet, and I think I learned a huge amount from Mary. I mean, Rog put us in the in the crew early in the season, and he was probably 20, 30 seconds faster than me on the ergo, and I really had to up my game every stroke. I remember mm. rowing the pair, trying to keep that thing straight. It was a max effort every <laughs> session. So, so I think my learning curve was was massive, uh, and he Mary had a lot of experience. So to be able to to then put it in the next year take that experience we're going to get in the pair with John we had a much we had a long time together that year so really trained long and and just really hungry for that I mean the seventh place was was decent we trained hard for it but we knew we could train so much harder and do so much better so I think we were just that much more more ready for the the next year yeah well um you know, after an incredible gold medal um, that you won in Belarus, the journey takes you forward. And then, you know, after a couple of years, you, you come up to the Olympic year. And um, that obviously, the biggest dream as a, as a rower is getting to the Games and competing at the biggest stage. Um, you actually didn't go to London. Um, you missed out on qualification. 
tell us a bit tell us a bit about that uh, that's that time in in your own career and uh, you know the challenges that you faced and the kind of the emotions around around that uh, result yeah I think uh, London was that was a really really tough time for especially for the heavyweight men uh, so in 2011 we raced in our race in the pair and we also selected a four to go to the qualification for the Olympics and I don't know, through a whole lot of, of errors and just, you know, in hindsight, it's very easy to see what we did wrong. But at the time, we really thought we were we were on the money and we were going to go in and deliver and get two boats qualified. And we didn't manage to qualify anything. So it was really disappointing. I think uh, a lot of a lot of emotions around that part. And, and I think there's some some bitter people around that. But, I mean, we, we moved on. And the next year, me and Sean... Uh, that was the first time we got in the pair. Me and Sean got in the pair at the beginning of 2012 to go and qualify at that final qualification, the late qualification that you actually did for yeah. for Rio. So pressure. <laughs> it's a really pressure regatta. Only two spots for the Olympics there, and everyone is is ready to to go and sell everything they own to to make us make it to the Olympics. So we went there. We really thought we were good enough to go to the games. We trained well, and sport is brutal, and we missed out. Yeah. We 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 came fourth at that regatta, so we weren't even close to, to going to the Olympics, and it was really, really tough time, because I mean, we trained well, I really thought we were good enough to go, but obviously just not fast enough. I still travelled to London, though, to watch my older brother race yeah, in a light sure. rate, uh, men's four, and it was such a time of mixed emotion. On one hand, I had to sit in the grandstand and watch that pair's race go by, which is really bitter part and, and burned my soul <laughs> really tough. But on the other hand, I had to sit in the grandstand and watch my brother and my mates win South Africa's first ever Olympic gold medal, which oh, that was is, incredible. Yeah, you know, one of the best memories I have. So, two sides of the same day, I was uh, super disappointed and then over the moon. So, really was, and also watching them win gave me all that belief. Yeah. So I thought, you know, it, I was in a bad place going there, um, and then watching them win gave me that the belief in our team, the belief in our system. Yeah, let's go back to the drawing board and, and make it happen for real. Okay, and then obviously we're gonna fast fast forward a, a bit. It doesn't really give him give the story that much justice, but for the sake of the episode, we'll we'll move a few <laughs> years along. But then after London, Lawrence went on in the pair, and uh, him and Sean continued to race in the pair. In 2013, they raced in South Korea. You guys um, placed. We placed eighth. Eighth. So again, not the result they wanted, but. You know, moving forward, uh, you got into the Cox pair in 2014, and you guys came, I think, sixth in the in the A final. Fifth in, fifth fifth in, in the, the A final. Yeah. Sorry. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, you know, these aren't the results you wanted, and then you heard the most devastating news that you were diagnosed with cancer, and I think that was a massive challenge in your life. You know, explain us, explain to us, you know, the, that process. And uh, what um, you know, what it was like, and also, how did you feel lead with those years going, and then when you had cancer? Yeah, I mean, the time after London was was pretty awful because I mean, all that belief that I had um, from the under twenty three years, from watching my brother win, we like attacked the next Olympic cycle. We attacked twenty thirteen, mm -hmm. and just my performance was was never really where I wanted it to be, where I thought it should be. So we training harder training smarter and then each time there's a race or a big pressure situation I'm just my performance not exactly where I wanted it to be and over time's not getting faster you know in rowing there's a lot of data and a lot of um, it's very easy to see how fast someone is and we just weren't improving we weren't getting faster so 
in uh, in 2014. I was I rode it with Sean in 2013. 2014 came, dropped from the top boat, dropped from rowing with Sean and and into the Cox pair. And we thought, no, it's fine. We still give it a good go and get to world champs and still struggle with the the performance, still not being able to put down something that I th- could be proud of that I thought that we we capable of. So really tough, and I thought, you know, my my growing dreams were just crumbling around me. I think at that point it was not a not a pleasant place to be in, mm-hmm. and I thought things could not get much worse, but they could. Uh, just after about a month or a month and a half after finishing fifth at the World Champs there, I was diagnosed with stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, and yeah, I think I think that was that's really tough. I think for anyone to to mm-hmm. get that news is is brutal, and especially for a young sportsman. I'm hungry. I was ready to go, and then to get that th- spanner thrown in, uh, thrown in the in the works was was really gutting and really crushed me. Um, but I just I just changed perspective. I think completely. I think getting that news is is always tough for for anyone. But you got to deal with. You just got to make the best choices that you with the information that you have. So, both my parents are doctors. My dad deals with Hodgkin's lymphoma all the time. So, I went into his practice. His uh, his partner helped me helped me get better, and it was my doctor. And we went into into chemotherapy. And I think we won't go into to too much detail for that. Yeah. I'm sure we can cover that whole that whole journey yeah, I think, in another day. I think the cancer it definitely the whole. That whole process definitely uh, deserves a, a story and episode on its own. Um, especially, you know, being uh, being being able to witness it and Lawrence's rise through that was absolutely incredible. Um, and then, obviously, after that, you came back to rowing, and it was. Uh, I'm sure you must have felt rejuvenated and uh, felt like you've got a chip off your shoulder and and something something to prove. Explain to us how what what that was like, and then. 2015 world champs um what was it like getting back into fighting shape and getting back into a boat yeah well let's just say like i i didn't even believe at the beginning of when i started treatment i didn't really expect to be rowing again there was there was so much that could go wrong so i didn't didn't think about it too much but as we got closer to the end of that treatment and let's just say that was the hardest six months of my life and i'd rather face an eternity of olympic semi-finals and go through that again <laughs> Yeah. But after going through that and then getting to the end and realizing that actually no we can we can maybe row again I mean it was incredible feeling so that really put that fire just going again and and I started slow to make sure we didn't do any damage uh, didn't take any more steps back but the the results started to come quickly and my fitness came back quickly I mean I was so hungry you know I think after having something that you want so badly taken away and you're given that second chance second chances don't come very often so I really really threw everything at it. And I had 18 months from when I started rowing again to the Olympics. So I threw everything I had at it. I left nothing on the table. And then, yeah, I mean, can you believe it? On the 11th of August 2016, I stood on that podium at Rio. And really... Yeah, that was incredible. It was just such a just such an exciting few months after managing to come back into shape, after f- making it to the World Champs in 2015. I mean, we missed the qualification that year. I raced in the four that that you later qualified. Yeah, we missed the qualification, but it was just for me. It was just about being there. I think I was not quite at my at my peak yet. I still had lots of work still to do. My body was still sort of recovering, but it was just awesome to be racing again. And then the next year was it was game one. That's when I knew I could be faster than I'd ever been before. Yeah, and uh, that's that's about a snapshot, I would say. Um, on Lawrence's journey, um, especially focusing on London to, to Rio. 
But yeah, um, that's that's all for me. I'm sure you'll probably hear more from me this episode. But yeah, yeah, no, I'm sure we, we're gonna get into the just the end a little bit about what the podcast is gonna be about. But thanks very much for Jake yeah, for, sure, for no giving problem. me the time and, and helping out. Um, I think for me in rowing there, there are so many inspirational stories and every single athlete has an awesome story behind his success and yet rowing is a sport that always slips under the radar especially in South Africa so I think I'm just going to use the podcast to, to get people's awesome stories out there to get their, their journeys their behind the scenes stuff that really makes them makes them fast uh, the row show is going to, to run twice a month and each episode I'm going to have different guests or different crews from the rowing scene or from just people I know that have impacted the, the rowing world and the sports scene and just really adding value. We're going to discuss their lifestyle, their training, and their racing. And I always find rowers to be the most interesting people who lead the most extraordinary lives, and I really want to help share that with everyone else. We're going to have some fun and some laughs, but we're also going to be serious and, and get down to it and find out what makes athletes tick and what gets them to the top of the pile. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at BrittonL or drop me an email the address is theroshowsa at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, cheers.